The Lord bless you, church. I will just humbly request that we read the scriptures. So thereafter, you can take the comfort of your seats. And uh, we shall trust the Lord to take it from there. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, please. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 14. <coughs> we shall be running through Numbers 13, 14, 15, 21. And possibly Matthew chapter 6. But just for a rallying point. Numbers chapter 14. I like to take my reading from the 26th verse. Verse 26. If you are there, say amen. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Mukama Nagamba Musa ne Aaron inti nditu sawa okugumi kiriza echibi nachino echibi abe murugu abane murugunyiza mpulide okwe murugunya kwaba naba israeli kweba ne murugunyiza. Say unto them, as truly as I live, that's verse twenty-eight. Say the Lord. As ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Emirambo jamwe ji emirambo jamwe jiri gwa mudungu muno nabo bonna ababalibwa kumwe ngo muwendo gwa mwego na bwegwali abali bakamaze emyaka abiri nokuchirawo abane mulugunyi abane mulugunyiza Vastati doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua, the son of Nun. Mazima temuli tu kamunsi jenaimu siriza omkono guange okubatu za omo. Wabula karebu mutabani wa yefune ne yeswa mutabani wa nuni. But your little ones which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in and they shall know the land which ye have despised. Na ya abana ba mwe abato bemugambi kuba omunyago and your children shall wander in the wilderness 40 years and bear your hordoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. After the number of the days in which ye searched the land, even forty days, each day for a year, 
shall ye bear your iniquities even forty years, and ye shall know my breach of promise. Ngomwendo gwenaku bagwali zemwa zemwa keteramu ensi zenaku ana bulirunaku mwaka bwemuna abanga ko bwemutyo obutali bitukirivu bwamwe jemyaka ana muna manyanga muna manyanga bwenababulira May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his holy word. God bless you. You may be seated. Tonight, if the Lord will be our help, which I trust he will, I want to speak on a message. I believe uh, you enjoyed the Lord in the morning. So I just want to add a little toppings to what you have heard. So tonight, I want to speak on if you look at that number for uh, uh, Numbers chapter 14 verse 34 and the last line there he said and ye shall know my breach of promise amen amen Okay, so I want to speak on the bridge at Kadesh. Is that correct? All right. The bridge at Kadesh. And therefore, a subject. Mm. We'll be, be looking at looking at the promise. Keep, keeping your eyes on the promise. I took inspiration for this subject on a story the prophet shared with us Uh, in one of the messages he was talking of a family who raised five boys and uh, when these children grew up to choose a profession, the first boy said he wants to be a sailor. The second boy said he wants to be a naval officer. He's going to the Navy. The third boy, sailor. The fourth boy, navy. The fifth boy, sailor. The parents became worried. Is there no other occupation? Why must you all be sailors or navy? They all wanted to do something that has to do with a ship and water. The prophet said, 
Later they came to realize that in the room where these boys grew up there was a big picture of a ship sailing on sea. And over the years as these children grew up this picture attracted their attention. When they are going out, that was what they saw. When they are coming in, we're coming in. That was what they saw. So gradually, this thing that took the attention has begun to work unconsciously in their lives until when they grew up it became a major influence. Then the prophet brought a lesson from there. He said church it is important what you are looking at. May the Lord keep our eyes on the right thing. So whatever take our attention or whatever we are looking at it's very important. It unconsciously affects us even to our confession. This was why in the Old Testament when a man is bringing a sacrifice, God never told the priest to examine the worshiper. He has always told the priest to examine the worshiper's sacrifice. The worshiper must not look at himself. If the priest keeps his eye on the worshiper, the worshiper will never ever be qualified. If the worshiper keeps his eye on himself, he will never ever feel worthy. So that the worshiper will be stable and be able to uphold his confession. God commanded the worshiper and the priests not to look at the worshiper but to keep the eyes on the worshiper's sacrifice. Because the worshiper can only look perfect by his sacrifice. No matter what he has done, if his sacrifice is brought and the priest examines it, if there is no blemish on that sacrifice, the worshiper becomes accepted. 
The prophet said, I will never be righteous in your eyes. Neither will you be perfect in my eyes. This is why we don't look at one another. But we look at our representation. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that carried away the sin of the world. That lamb before it was offered was examined it was examined in the palace of Herod Herod said I find no fault in him he was examined in the hall of Pilate Pilate said this man has done nothing to die he was perfect he was worthy and he was offered so tonight this is why Jesus said look ye up unto me the reason he asks you to look up unto him is so that you will be able to hold your Christian confession. If your sacrifice is perfect, then you are perfect. If your sacrifice is righteous, then you are righteous. Because your perfection is by your representation. Look away to Jesus. Looking is very important. Because whatever you look at affects your confession. And if there's any great blessing that will ever come to you, it has got to be by placing your eyes right. When Elijah was to be taken away, Elisha, Elisa, the faithful servant who had followed him he felt the pull for that moment that his master was about going and he will never accept to wait anywhere he was ready to go through Gilgal he was ready to go through everywhere even up to Jordan and even beyond Jordan that was how faithful Elijah was he never accepted the proposal of the sons of the prophets he never accepted the idea of the school of the prophets he kept following Elijah but do you know despite that faithful following he has got to come to one final test when they both cross over Jordan to the other side Elijah told him you have followed faithfully till this moment. I'm, I'm about going. Ask anything that you want before I be taken away. Elisha had followed long enough to know what to ask for. And he was not afraid to ask for big things. 
He said, sir, I want the double portion of the power that can call fire from above. I want the double portion of the power that can open Jordan. I want times two of that power. Of the power that can confront 400 prophets and you are the church of the double portion because the prophet said Elijah and Elisha in terms of redemption is the Lord Jesus Christ the bridegroom and his bride so the bride is the church of double portion that was why everything Jesus did God sent a minister in this entire so time more of this shall you do read the message there is a man who can turn on the lights you will see that the blessings came to us in a double manner to witness to you and you to me and you that you are the church of the double portion so Elijah told Elisha, You have asked the art thing. So art. So great. But there is only one solution. What you look. That is the power of sight. He said, if you see me when I am gone, however great it is, it will be given to you. Think about that a minute. So, if Elisha must receive the double portion, if you will retain the double portion that was witnessed to us by the messenger of the seventh age, it has to be by where you keep your attention. Listen to me, Church of God. We are looking at Israel. But figuratively, we are looking at ourselves. Because what Israel did in the, spirit, in the physical is the same journey you are going in the spiritual. It will be the same character. It will be the same manifestation. If you see me, so that double portion was connected to seeing him was connected to where Elisha is looking. The prophet in the message witness he said Elisha cannot be looking at the world and looking at Elijah and see when he leaves. He has got to keep his attention singular. Jesus Christ our Lord in Matthew chapter 6 he said if your eyes be single your body will be full of light are you hearing me? he said but if your eyes be evil your body will be full of darkness for your headship to be singular 
which is one of the truths that God revealed in the hand time. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 he spoke of the singularity of the headship of a woman for you not to be an adulterer worshiper your eyes must not be worrying about your attention must be single I'm placed on one person. That is the only way your headship can be singular. This is why if you have alternative to this message you are a spiritual adulterer. You are like a man tossed to and fro. Like the wave of the sea. You will never catch one blessing. So Elisha had to keep his attention. No matter what noise is going around. No matter what flies is flying around. He kept his attention. Are you here? There are so many flies. So many cockroaches. That are making noise in the hentai. So many parasites. Who cannot stand on their own. But they must suck on the message. And yet to discredit the message. You must never give them your attention. They might be white, black, yellow or whatever color. None of them was sent to you. Your attention must be singular. That was Elisha. Your shadow. That was what he did. If Elisha was your prophecy. And you are the fulfillment. You can never look elsewhere. If Elisha was your shadow and you are the substance you can never look elsewhere. You will do what Elisha did. And he kept looking and all of a sudden the chariot swung low and cut up Elijah. And for Elisha to show that he saw everything he mentioned everything he saw. My father, my father the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Hallelujah. He declared everything he saw. And by that, the mantle for the double portion came upon Elijah. And all he needed to do when he got back to Jordan was to call on call the God of Elijah yalina, on the same. Jordan had to part just the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all on looking. Do you know also that what we seem to have as differences or challenges around the message not inside the message because the message is a certain sound there is no problem in the message 
But there are many commotions around the message. If you are around the fence of a property, you are not inside the property. You are only loitering around. The prophet said, many will come within the range of the message. But only few will have a special hearing ability which we know as revelation to come inside the message. Inside the message is settled. Around the message but all those differences you see around, it's also a problem of looking. And let me show you. Before the seals were revealed, I hope it's okay for me to say that. God bless you. Before the seals were opened, the prophet of the Lord and the message says is this the time spoke of about six or seven brethren who saw seven dreams one or two sisters included sister Willard Collins sister Willard Collins uh, the late pastor of Bram Tabernacle the wife of the late pastor of Bram Tabernacle before brother Joseph took over was one of those who saw the dreams amen and each of these dreams was interpreted by the prophet after their interpretation they became prophecies which must come to pass now I call your attention to one of the dreams that of brother Junior Jackson he saw the opening of the word like a pyramidia stone and all the brethren gathered around and the prophet was explaining the things that were written all around him and the people were rejoicing then after he finished explaining he took a bar and knock off the head of that pyramid and inside the pyramid was revealed a precious stone looking so innocent that looks as if light has never flashed upon it the prophet said it is the truth in the bible for which nobody has attempted to interpret. But instead of talking about it, he told the brethren, look upon this and wait. Looking problem again. He said, look here. And those looked. He said, watch and wait. And he withdrew from among them. He started going Yes, he started going west. Which was Tucson. The setting of the sun. 
Mount Sunset to do what? To get the interpretation of what that stone was all about. Those of you found fighting Mount Sunset experience you will only get stalked. Because without sunset experience, we are not better than denominations. It was the experience of sunset that gave us revelation that lifted us above signs and wonders and brought us into complete voice of God in order to come to adoption. If you deny sunset, you deny your adoption. I'm not ashamed or afraid to speak on those things. Because I know they are the truth. So he went. Now the moment he went, he started going up the mountain, down the valley, up the mountain, down the valley. The people who were told to look, started disobedience. According to Jackson himself, they started looking away. It will always begin with one person. And say, watch, where is he? He's going up the mountain down the hill. Uh How far has he gone? You look yourself. Look yourself. Look yourself. And by the end of the day, Brother Bram said, those brethren who were told to look all looked away except for very few. I believe I'm speaking to that few this evening who stayed in full obedience. Few years later, when Brother Abraham saw how they begin to speak things that he wasn't responsible for, the prophet referred to Junior Jackson. He said, Many people, many preachers are beginning to say things that I am not responsible for. He said, Church, do you remember the dream of Junior Jackson? when I told them to look and they looked away this is what is happening church look and live tonight God has never left his people without something to look at because God knew that whatever you look will affect your confession and it is whatever you confess that you possess Amen. in Numbers chapter 21 see the power of looking again when brethren murmured against God, I'm, I'm sorry. The power of the, looking. Yes. That's right. In Numbers chapter 21, when the brethren 
Uganda. have murmured against God. God sent fiery serpents that were biting them and they were dying. Then these brethren repented and asked for mercy. God told Moses, you know, Moses went to intercede for them. Ezekiel said, people will not perish if there is somebody to stand in the gap. Moses stood in the gap and God told him, you know what you will do? Go and make a brass serpent. The type of what was destroying the people. Make that serpent and hang it upon a pole. Now watch something. And it shall be any time that these serpents bite anybody. It will quickly look at the brass serpent. Did you get that? Now, God was telling you to do something unnatural. Do you know that when anything bites you, the natural instinct is to look at the place. Is that right? Is that right? Even if it is mosquito. But God told them, if you look at it, you die. When you are beaten, look somewhere else. Are you catching it? Because if you look at the beaten point, you will confess your feelings. But if you look at your provision, you will confess the promise. That is the only way the weak can say, I am strong. God does not want you to look at your condition. He doesn't want to look at your feelings. He doesn't want you to keep your head on your pants. He wants you to keep your head in his own provision. We don't live by how we feel. We live by what we believe. So tonight, the power of confession is to look at the right place. Whatever your condition is, it is but for a moment. Don't ever confess your condition. Confess your position. You are a son of God. You are a seed of Abraham. And certainly, you must possess the gate of the enemy. So tonight, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Let the parents say I'm a mother. Because we shall look at our parents. We shall look at our parents. You love him tonight. With that as a background. <laughs> I'm just putting a background for you. But don't worry. Let us look at the scriptures that we have just read. Now, 
This scripture is important for you and I. Because this was one of the major events in the first Exodus. I'm sure you are familiar with the teaching of the prophet on Exodus. We have had two. And we are in the last one. Three Exoduses. The first one, God was calling a nation out of a nation. The second one, he was bringing the church out of religion. This last one, is taking the bride out of the church. But the characteristics of each exodus will be the same. And the first and the last exodus will be exactly perfect. You know why? The first was the planting exodus. This last one is the harvesting exodus. If you plant one seed of corn in the planting season, you are going to get plenty seeds in the harvest season. So plenty of the same thing will take place here. Because grace is coming to climax. Satan is also coming to climax. And there must be one showdown. One final showdown. And people must be prepared for it. In the first exodus, the people of God, in order to come to this scripture we read, take note of every statement I make now. Because I'm talking of the story of your life now, in your spiritual journey. For these people to come to Kadesh Baniya, where we are reading about, they have spent two years according to the scriptures from Egypt to Kadesh and they have just less than 10 days from Kadesh Baniya into their inheritance of Canaan the sustaining power to have made them journey for that long was the fact that God gave them a promise. This promise that we are talking about was given long before the Exodus people were born. So their destiny was determined in advance. In Genesis chapter 15, God entered into a covenant with his friend. They called him Abraham. Abraham needed an assurance to know that the 
the promise of God will be kept. And God told him to bring a sacrifice. Time will fail me to go into that tonight. But anyhow, they brought the sacrifice. The bullock, the whatever, the goat, the cow, the lamb, and divided into two. And God stood in the midst of that sacrifice which Abraham is friend and put himself under oath. In the land of Abraham that is the way to make a binding contract. Contract they will promise each other between the animals that they have divided into two and put themselves under curse that if any of us betrayed this covenant let our life be ripped apart like the life of this animal. So by this God came down and promised Abraham and he even gave him the future of his generation your seed shall be numerous count the stars of heaven count the sea by the sand by the seashore so shall thy seed be in blessing I will bless you in multiplying I will multiply even those your seeds they will sojourn in the land that is not their own and I God will bring them out by a mighty hand after 400 years and he said, Abraham, Abraham, if I fail to keep my words, let my life be ripped apart like this animal. Abraham knew Abraham that God cannot be killed. So he knew that by this, the promise will stand. Years later, Father Abraham left. But God remains faithful. He kept watching over that word. It was the inspiration of that word that produced the Joseph. It was the inspiration of that promise that made Joseph to have the dreams that eventually threw him into the dungeon brought him to Potiphar's house. It was the inspiration of that promise that led Potiphar's wife to do what she did because God watches over his work to perform it. It was the inspiration of that promise that through Joseph into the dungeon it was the inspiration of that promise that brought famine all over the world and made the gift of Joseph necessary to be used in Egypt. It was by that promise of Genesis 15 that all the magicians and the wise men of Egypt their wisdom was taken away and they couldn't interpret the dream of Pharaoh because God was watching over his word. 
performance. It was by that promise that God singled out Joseph to interpret the dream. By that promise, Jacob asked to send the brothers to go and buy food. By that promise, Joseph asked to reveal himself to the brethren. By the promise of Genesis 15. Amen. Jacob Yakobo. and the entire family, family had to come to him. Long, it took over 600 years before those people who would fulfill that promise were born. But God's promise can never expire. No matter how long it takes, God's spoken word is the original seed. In its appointed time, in its appointed season, the power behind the word will quicken the word and it must come to pass. Let me tell you, it will not just come to pass, it will come to pass exactly. That was why when Moses Musa, at 390 years <laughs> saw the need for the deliverance of God's people. You say, how do you know? Watch. You know, the promise to Abraham was after 400 years. God never told Abraham that I will deliver your children at 400 years. Read your Bible. Some of you are quiet because you have been reading it wrongly. Go and reach the promise. He said, after 400 years, I will bring them out. So 400 years will be complete. 401 is after. 402 is after. 430 is after. But Moses, he saw the need for deliverance at 390 he attempted to deliver the people by killing an Egyptian. The Bible saw he thought his brethren would have understood and the revival would have started. But when God looked, he said, Moses, Moses, you are doing it too early. What I promised your great, great, great father is after 400 years. You are coming at 390 I, 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 you will break my word if I allow this. And that was why Moses had to fail. Brethren, he went away for how many years? 40 years. Amen. Amen. And after 40 years, he came back. 40 plus 390. 430 years. So Moses failed because he never waited for the appointed time. God does not do approximations. 
God does exact. The prophet said, if you give a dossier the Lord, that at 12 noon, the power of God will lift this machine from where it is to this place. If it happens at 12.01, your prophecy fails. God is exact and watches over his work to perform it the way he promised. So what am I showing you? The promise to give them the land was a generational heritage. <laughs> it was a covenant to Abraham. First Chronicles chapter 16 beginning from I think verse 14 he said, it was a covenant to Abraham. It was a law to Isaac. Yes. No, it was an oath to Isaac. It was a law to Jacob. And it was an everlasting covenant to these children. So meaning that the promise was sustained from generation to generation. Abraham gave it to Isaac. Isaac gave it to Jacob. Jacob gave it to the patriarchs. In their family altar, in the morning, in the night, in their services, they talk about those promises. And here they were in its fulfillment. And for God to bring it to pass, he waved every supernatural. The prophet said, God emptied the supernaturals in heaven. In order to do what? Build faith confidence in the exodus people when they needed water he brought it from the rock when they needed food he gave them manna they said we need some protein he sent them meat he met their needs because they were following the pillar of fire this revival went on for two years until they came to Kadesh. Are you seeing yourself in the picture? When they came to Kadesh, Kadesh became one of the most important for the dangerous season of that exodus. When they came to Kadesh, Pastor Moses was inspired to, stay, to tell the church choose 12 men. These men were not ordinary people. They were honorable. Men of reputation. Elders. Men whose recommendation be accepted whose report be trusted choose 12 of them and what is their job go into Canaan and confirm 
Whether everything God said is so. Study the topography. Check everything. And bring us words. They've done two years. They have less than 10 days. Brother Bram said they had one week. Brother Bram said week. But let's give plus or minus. According to Bible map. Into Canaan. And these 12 men. Started their journey. With one plan. Go and confirm. All that God said. If it is actually a land flowing with milk and honey, who are the inhabitants? Who are these water does? Now, when God sent these people, God believed I have done enough to earn their confidence. God believed that they will go using the glasses or the goggle of that promise. I'm telling you the expectation of God from you. Because things happen. And you hear how people will talk. They will talk. And you will be afraid for their life. You will be anxious. You will have fear. Whether they will remain in the faith or not. Some will say. God. Now for me to know you are God. This thing. You must do it. You must sort it out. Brother. Sister. You talk like that. And you think you are saying something nice. You've been in Christ for 25 years. So for 25 years you don't know he is God. It is this one thing that will now happen. That will just tell you he is God. And if that thing never happens the way you want. This is why you will walk out from God. Your 25 years. 30 years, 40 years is a waste. So these men left and they got to Canaan and they were seeing the big bunch of, of bananas. Ah, the promise is true. Just look at this man. I have never seen anything like you know Uganda like bananas. Uganda I see the three everywhere. So if you are one of the spies that day, I know the first thing that will catch your attention is the big banana. That's a good one. Another this mango is as big as my head. The promise of God is true. The word of God is true. But you know, as they were seeing those things, one by one, after a while, it seems like they have seen everything. But don't forget, they were given 40 days. And 40 days can be such a long time. To keep looking at the same thing over and over.
Say what the tape says. Say what the tape says. Yogera katambi chekogera. Yogera katambi na biyagamba. Is that what we shall keep saying? Katetuna yogera ngebe biyoka. Since how many years we've been saying it? You yourself. What do you have to say? When I was in the men die, but spirit don't die. It didn't take long. Some things that were not included in the promise started appearing. The Lord who sent them there knew that those things were there. The giants. God knew they were there. But as far as God is concerned, they are not part of the covenant. Anything that is not in the promise, no matter how intimidating in stature, shouldn't harass your mind. Shouldn't disturb your peace. It is irrelevant. You people don't behave like God. Like your father. Now, when Abraham was here, God told him, Genesis 22, Abraham, Abraham, take Isaac, thy son, thine only son. Was God correct? Now I'm challenging you. Was he right to say that? He was right to say that. But do you know Abraham has another child. Ishmael who was already 25 years old. When Isaac was 12 at the time God was saying take Isaac thy son thine only son. Isaac was 12 years. Ishmael was 25. A puzzle, isn't it? But watch. Like you said, God was right. On two bases. Ishmael was not a product of promise. He was a product of unbelief. So he wasn't in the covenant. And God was dealing with Abraham according to the covenant. Anything outside the covenant God does not recognize. Number two. Ishmael was not actually the son of Abraham. Mm. Ah. You want to struggle with that. Ishmael was the son of Abraham. Not Abraham. It was Abraham that gave birth to Ishmael. Abraham gave birth to Isaac. If God was talking to Abraham, he could mention Ishmael. But hey, he was talking to Abraham. Which still showed to you, before Abraham can receive the covenant, he must have a victory. That is a name change. It was that name change that positioned him to bring the promise. Sarai became Sarah. Abraham became Abraham. And God began to deal with them in the covenant of that change. So anything outside of 
of it. God is not interested. That was why when Abraham was to leave he called all his sons Ishmael Isaac and the six or seven tons of Keturah what did the Bible say he did? he gave gifts to Ishmael and sent him out he gave gifts to the Keturah's children send them out but look at the language of the Bible he said but unto Isaac Abraham gave his all Abraham gave his all the whole of a man is the life of a man. Because the Bible said, In but, Isaac shall thy seed be called. It is the same thing today. Anything that is not in the promise, don't let it disturb you. No matter how much noise it makes, eh? just wave it with a wave of the hand. Don't give it an attention. Otherwise, you will end up like the ten elders. Watch. After a while, when they couldn't retain the same confession the giants who are, were always there they were there before the elders came but as long as the elders were mindful of the promise they didn't see the giants but when they began to look away from the promise the giants became conspicuous and why most of you confess negatively it's because you admire the giants of life more than you admire the promises of God as they began to look the sizes of the giants began to grow more and their fetch began to get intimidated until the size of the giant began to wipe out every memory of all the goodness of the Lord. Ah. Did you get that? They didn't remember the power that opened the Red Sea. They didn't remember the power that killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians, including the firstborn of Pharaoh. They didn't remember the power that brought the plagues. They didn't remember the power that brought water from the rock. They didn't remember the power that sent manna. King David said, Oh my soul, bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. That is the only way to be thankful. That is the only way to live a life of appreciation. But by the size of the giants, the memory of all this goodness left these brethren. 
And by the time they were coming back, the 12 missionary elders were divided. Ten on one side, two on the other side, because of what they were looking But let me tell you now, Joshua and Caleb saw the same giants that the ten elders saw. But do you know the difference? The Bible said they have another spirit. That was why they could look at the giants with the goggle of promise. They look at them. No matter how tall you are, God has given us this land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter how fat you are, God has given us this land. No matter how much noise you can make, how many brag, how many shouting, God has given us this land. And we shall possess it. The ten elders will say, uh, uh, Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb. You are getting excited. You are getting too excited. Uh, 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 small, small. Uh, small, small. What we are saying. This is not Red Sea. And so what? Whether it's Red Sea. Whether they are not Red Sea. The God of the Red Sea. It's the God of the Giants. If he can open the Red Sea, he can kill the giants. Don't ever forget the benefit of the Lord. If he did, how many has God done something in your life before? How many has a testimony of the goodness of the Lord? God has done that to prepare you for greater challenge so that you can say, I know. So that you can say, the God of yesterday is the God of today. Because it's the same yesterday, today and forever. Don't ever forget the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When these brethren came back, two were saying, we are more than able. We are not just able. We are more than able. They were thanking Pastor Moses. Thank you for the opportunity to go on this trip. It has shown to us how able we are to overcome. The majority say, uh, 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 don't mind these brothers. They are on suicidal mission. They want you people to commit suicide. As a matter of fact, we are more than them. So we shall talk first. Very unfortunately, for the church, God wasn't in this majority. But they were the first people to give their missionary report. And they titled their message. We cannot make it. And by the time they finished preaching that message. With a fiery anointing. The church. Was so conquered. Until. They were ready to go two years backward instead of ten days forward. Read your Bible. 
The Bible said. They said. Bagamba. If it is like that. Eh, eh, where are we going? To suicide? Eh, God forbid. Ah, let us look for a captain who will lead us as we are not going to follow this who will lead us from where? back to Egypt after enjoying the goodness of the Lord for two years after sitting under the pillar of fire message watching supernatural for two years yet they are ready so go back two years backward instead of ten days forward. We are nearing brethren the verge of our promise. We are nearing the rapture and we have the ten elders back again now who are trying to take your mind back to Egypt by distracting the message it is the spirit of the ten elders. Some of us didn't even see the prophet. They claimed they saw the prophet. They claimed the prophet dedicated them. They claimed they sat under the pillow of fire. What are they telling you today? They are telling you you cannot make it. With the message of the hour. You must come to the Bible. Do you know the Bible? Do you know the road to the Bible? Without the message of the hour. It is the spirit of the ten elders. Back in this exodus. If that is offensive, sorry. But I cannot withdraw that statement. Because it is the truth. And happy is that man who does not shun to declare the whole counsel of God. I will face you someday before God and I, I will stand face to face with you one day before God and I want to stand with this assurance that my conscience is clear I told you the truth imagine people were ready to endure two years back instead of ten days forward. Think about it for a minute. Do you know why it was easy to sway them by the message of the ten helpers of we cannot make it because of looking at the giants because all through that journey they only physically came out of Egypt oh they physically came out of Egypt Egypt never came out of them Read your Bible. At every little challenge. <laughs> Garlics of Egypt. Are there no graves in Egypt? Let me tell you. Physical Egypt is not as deadly as spiritual Egypt. Many had come out of denomination. Denomination hasn't come out of them. 
This is why you want to judge every message experience by the way you do in denomination. If your denomination was sufficient, God will not reject it and call you out. If a man is drowning, you need to do two important things. You must take him out of the water. But if you take him out of the water and you did not take the water out of him, you are going to collapse his lungs and he will die just the same. So when you take a drowning man out of the water, you must take time very urgently to take the water out of him. Otherwise, he will die still just the same. And that is why many are dying at the verge of entering into our inheritance. And they begin to shout. He said, Brethren, when we saw those giants, hey, 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 hey. how can we describe you people? Ordinary grasshoppers. You are calling the heritage of God. In comparison to giants, grasshoppers. To me, that is blasphemy. So they will just the giants will just trample on you and erase you like this. Watch anointing. We, we shouldn't be afraid of anointing. We must watch where it is coming from. Because the anointing of these ten elders were powerful. It was so powerful to convert a church by one service. And they will forget every benefit that they have gotten from God because of looking at the giants. Ah, Joshua and Caleb stood up. Yes, I need service is not over. The service is not over. Sit down. You have only heard one side. You have not heard from us. What do you have to say? Don't, don't be bothered by these guys by their report. You see those giants and their people. They are bread for us. If the Lord be on our side, we shall overrun them. And we shall possess the Lord. Says, see you now. See you now. You want us to commit suicide. The Bible said the big stones. What an anointing they've received. Some of you get anointed. You come and carry the pulpit. He said, preacher, you won't preach again. We carry the pulpit away. You are a backslider. The pig stones right in the church. They were ready to kill the righteous preachers. Who preach, we can make it. 
while that service was going on, you know, while the ten elders were preaching, all the old people who feel they have some understanding. They make sense. They make but sense. Preach on. Preach on. But you see, those young people, 20 below, no, 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 this is not our promise. No, 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 no. This is not what God said. But when Joshua and Caleb got up and started preaching, it's 20 below. Preach on, Pastor. Preach on. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. I'm not dramatizing. It's in your Bible. And those people. And those adults, keep quiet. What, what, what do you know? In the midst of that, the glory of God descends. I said, what do you know? What do you know? Keep quiet. You. How old are you? I'm 18. I'm 18. But I love Pastor Joshua. I love Pastor Kelly. I love their message. Keep quiet. You should respect the elders. Oh, you know, yes, so much have you seen a giant before? Mm, I've never seen. But whether I've seen or not, it doesn't matter. What's wrong with you? You've not seen the giant. Joshua and Caleb, they were, they were just exciting you, walking you up, and you are happy. Bring out your hand. Count your fingers. One, two, three, four, five. You see? A giant has at least six fingers. Where you are having five. Each finger is longer than the length of your whole hand. If he uses palm to slap you, you will go into coma. The young boy said, uh -huh. Even with that, I believe Pastor Caleb. Keep quiet. Bring out your foot. Count your toes. One, two, three, four, five. Only five toes. The average number of the toes of a giant six. can be seven. Each toe is longer than your lower leg. So meaning his foot will be longer than your entire leg. If he use you to kick you, we shall prepare for your burial. And you are here shouting. What were they trying to do? Intimidating the grace of God. <laughs> Saul did the same thing. When he was also admiring a giant. He told David. Because David. Daudi. He knew his purpose. Goliath was always challenging. Bring out your champion. At this battle, we don't need to shed war. He was so confident of himself. Just bring one man to fight me one man. If you if he defeats me, which I know is not possible. We shall become your slaves. But if I kill him, all of you, is that not simple enough? Israel, what are you waiting for? Eh, eh. Even Saul, 
Who had killed his one who is height and shoulder above everybody in Israel ran inside the palace. He couldn't come out. The challenge was dangerous. But when God was ready, he sent David by Jesse. He said, Jesse, why don't you send David to go and give food to his brothers? Yes, yes, yes. Jesse thought he was sending David with food. But it was God using that medium to send David. God works with you on a daily basis with your normal daily way of life. You just don't realize. Anyhow, as David was bringing the food down, God told Goliath, the man you are waiting for has come. Come and throw your challenge again. Goliath said, where is David said, who is making noise? Who is he? The elders again. The elder brothers of David. Elders, be very careful. Don't quieten these little ones. Elders, be very, very careful. I'm sorry to say, elders have always been problem in every exodus, but not this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The elder brothers. We know you are rascally. What, what, what's your business? You brought food. Uh-huh. If Goliath is making us watch your business, at that moment, David realized why he was sent. He said, excuse me, brother. The food, the business between me and you is food. Take your food. For me to be here at this time, and this guy started making noise, is there no cause? Is there no reason? Why I have to be here? It changed from physical to spiritual. It changed from minor purpose to the real purpose. Is that your food. Let me be alone. There must always be somebody to stand in the gap for the church to be an encouragement. Somebody who knew. Somebody who has had an experience to become what? The anchor, the stabilizer for the church of Christ. Somebody who can say, I know. He walked away. Why would this guy, uncircumcised guy, be defying the army of God? What is wrong with him? What is this? Brethren, what are you looking? Hey, when they saw him in that grace, they started pushing him until they brought him to the palace. King! And David was still charging. So I said, hey, calm down, son. Son, calm down. You see, when I was your age, I was more fervent than this. I was, I, 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 you know me now. Have you heard? Saul that killed his thousand. It is me they are talking about. David said, that is why I'm surprised. That the man who could kill a thousand is scared before one. And so did like, okay. you this boy. 
Maybe I should tell you some things that you don't know. It is not as if I did not want to fight. But you see, this guy, this Goliath, is a dangerous boy. He doesn't know anything than war. He was born inside battle. He drank the water of war. He ate the food of war. When he went to school, he went to the school of war. Because he did war. When he sleeps, he dreams war. When he's thinking, war. And his eyes is war. This is all. David said, is that his credential? That is his credential. Very, very, very rich credential. David said, can I also give my credentials? You, you have credentials. Tell us. You all have credentials. Don't allow the giants to intimidate your credentials. The credential of David was what God has done for him. This is why he could tell the church because he has tested it himself. He said, my soul forget not his benefits. As I thought on my ways, I turned my feet unto his testimonies. The testimonies they gave him faith, courage, confidence for the present situation. That is why God does things in your life. So tell us <laughs> when I was taking care of my father's sheep. Keep quiet. What's wrong with you? We are talking of war. You are talking of sheep raising. Are they the same? Who brought this boy here? All of you, is there something wrong with you? David laughed. For your good and the good of the church. You better listen. All the palace, all the palaces are king. Let's be patient with him. Let's be patient with him. When I was taking care of my father's sheep, one day, the bear came. The bear. Yes. He took one of the sheep in his mouth and started running. So what happened? I went after him. Suicide. No. Mm -hmm. If I had died, I won't be standing See, here testifying. Uh -huh. Okay. I went after him. Do you know what? God hanged his mouth. That he could only pick the sheep. He couldn't bite it. Until I got to him, I rescued the sheep and I killed the bear. You? Yes, sir. That was my first pull. <laughs> 
the first pool of my ministry. Then another day, it went higher. It was the lion. Lion. Simba. Lion. Yes. The king of the world. He picked another one. I went after him. I rescued the lamb. And I killed the lion. Oh! The Lord delivered him into my hands. That was my second pool. And for my third pool celebration, you see this one. He is higher than the lion. Just as lion is higher than the bear. This one. Oh no. Uncircumcised Phyllis. King. Kabaka. How many kilogram did you say he is? How many kilograms? You said he weighed how much? So I said he weighed like 12,000 kilograms. David laughed. 12,000 kilograms of uncircumcision. The more uncircumcised, the easier to defeat. So for my third celebration, the head of this one is going today. Today. And you know the story. The power of God took the stone that David offered with a sledgehammer from heaven because the prophet said only God know the right angle. He put it at the right place. The head the head of Goliath and the sword of Goliath became the trophies of that battle. You can, young people, rise up to your challenge. <laughs> that is your shadow. The people, the elders are quick to, to remind you that in your day you have more challenges. I agree. But what they should also tell you is that we are seeing much more abide. Grace much more. If you have more challenges today, it's because you have greater grace today. Don't succumb to the power of darkness. Because this is the day of supreme grace that will release supreme faith to make you stand like Daniel stood, to make you stand like the three Hebrew children, to make you stand like the maid in the house of Naaman, to make you stand like Esther stood. They were all very young people. And they possess the gates of their enemies. You can possess the gates of your enemies today. Whether it is immorality, whether it is drugs, whether it is smoking, whatever sin, the grace has been released. Receive your possession in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There is power in this message to save and to deliver and to set free. Your shadows at Kadesh Barnea
They never said they cannot make it. In the face of the giants, they say we are more than able. They believe Joshua. They believe Caleb. I speak it to your life. You are more than able to overcome any sin, any habit, any besetting nature. Rise in victory. Be an overcomer. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's your inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory. Watch as I close. The glory of the Lord descended. And everybody started behaving. But friends, it was too late. Don't let it be too late for you. Look, we may come as a group or as a family to church. But God deals with us individually. I say it by the account of the scriptures. In Numbers 14, when God came down, God told Moses, separate yourself. Moses said, excuse me, sir. God said, you heard me. Separate yourself. Moses said, to do what? I want to wipe them all out. Ah, ah. Eh. 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 God. God said, why shouldn't I do it? Ten times these guys have tempted me. I'm sick and tired of their unbelief. What more could I do? Every supernatural has been waved before them. Yet, they couldn't believe. I will kill them and start a new race Moses said, Excuse me, God. Don't try it. If you do that, all the people who have heard of your power and your fame in the life of these people will say, mm, because you couldn't take them to where you promised, you outsmarted them. Then it looks as if. It looks as if it looks as if a man was teaching God a better way to do something. But let me tell you God can never change his mind about whatever he says. Because God is not a man. It is man that speaks before he thinks. That is why sometimes we take our words back. But God thinks before he speaks. Because once he speaks he can never take it back. God said, Moses, thank you. Thank you. you know what will happen? Because you are my servant, I will show you a little respect. Is it what I have said? I cannot take it back. But for your sake, 
Eh, you don't want me to kill them all at once. I will kill them installmentally. <laughs> you know how you pay for something small, small. God said, that is the way I will kill them. Because I can't take my word back. They all, they all, who said they cannot, will not. Moses Okay, okay, God. Okay, my Lord. God said, Well done, church. I was in service. When the two sermons were going on, and I can see the responses. Those of you who said, who believed, you cannot make it. You will not make it. Whether they say amen or they do not say amen, that is what will happen. He said, but all those children, God said, God bless you. When Joshua and Caleb were preaching, we were saying amen. Confessing that you can make it. You will make it. Excuse me. Did God judge anybody? No, sir. They judge themselves by their confession. Listen to me. You will judge yourself by your confession. The Bible says he is the high priest of your profession. To profess and to confess means the same thing. What does that mean? In the Old Testament, it is not the priests that provides the sacrifice. You the worshiper. You are the one who provides your sacrifice. What the priest does is to offer it on your behalf. So if he is the high priest of your confession, he cannot confess for you. It is whatever you say that he will offer on your behalf. So if you say, I can make it, he will offer, you can make it. If you say, I cannot, he will offer, he cannot. It can't change your offering. It is whatever you bring that he will offer for you. This is why the prophet said, no matter what happened, don't ever be negative. Don't ever always be positive because your body, your situation will obey your confession. So tonight, let the weak say I am strong. Let the sick say I am healed. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the barren say I am a mother. Let the spinster say I am married. Let the bachelor say I am married. Let the jobless say I am a worker. Hallelujah. And your body Hallelujah. and your situation will obey your confession. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Let us wind down. So God said, 
I won't change no man's confession. That's your offering. That's your offering. I will help you offer it. You know if you say it, it is not as strong as when Jesus helped you to say it. Because heaven and earth will pass away. Whatever he says can never pass away. What would you give him to offer for you this evening? Hmm. Think about it. Elders, excuse me, church. These elders who went to spy the land, how many days did they spy the land? 40 days. Aha. Okay. So one day for one year. You have done two years already. So from today, I will add additional 38 years. For a journey that will take 10 days, they are going to spend 38 years. Sometimes some of you, you are just a few days into that expectation. But tonight, you will speak negatively. Tonight, you will speak negatively. And God will say, this daughter of mine, he doesn't learn. God will have five years. Let me tell you, no matter how much you jump, shout, roar, that five years will be complete. Because God must build character that we rule. Character is not a victory. It's not a gift. I mean, it is a victory. You've got to overcome yourself. Overcome your prejudice. Overcome your unbelief. Overcome your complexes. Because you know what to do with the gift of God. Before you can know what to do with the gift of God. So from Kadesh Baniya, the journey became a wandering. If you are in a journey from Entebbe to Jinja, you will start. You will get to Kampala. You will get to Mukono. You will get to Jinja. That is a journey. Amen. Amen. Among other small, small rules. But this one, if it is a wandering, you will run, 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 run. And at the time you should be in Jinja, you will find yourself in Entebbe again. That is wandering. Many lives are in that circle. Do you know why you are wondering? God must kill every unbelief. Because unbelief can never inherit the promise. Why did God give them 38 years? In to the two years. To make 40 years. Because God wanted to create a bridge. That is what we read. 
Aha, you got it, brother. A breach is not a breaking of God's promise. God can never break his promise. A breach is to create a gap. A space of period in which everyone who says they cannot make it will die one by one in the years of wandering. And the journey we only resume after all of them has died. So that only those who rejoiced at Caleb and Joshua will enter into the promise. That is the meaning of the bridge. In Kadesh, Mukadesh, it was a breach of time. In Egypt, it was a breach of condition. Israel and Egypt, Israel and Egypt were enjoying the same thing. But it came to a time that God had to separate the blessing of the believer from unbeliever. And you begin to hear there was darkness in Egypt but there was light in Goshen. It was a breach of condition. In this case it was a breach of time. In this exodus, we also had another bridge. The bridge between seven church ages and the opening of the seven seals, which shows the opening of the seals never took place in the Laodicean age of the church or in the Pentecostal denominational age of the church. Because denominational Pentecost rejected it. Laodicea started as a Pentecostal age. But when the full word of God was born, they pushed it out. God had to create a new economy within Laodicea for only those who are ready to believe and follow the revealed word all the way to enjoy the eternal inheritance. Just as it did between Elijah and Israel. Elijah was at Brook Cherit. Brook, River Cherit. River Cherit was inside Israel. But Israel had famine. They were suffering. Elijah who obeyed God was enjoying food in the morning food in the evening at River Cherridge that was another bridge today Pentecostal Laodicea is starving there is no word of God among them but in the midst of the bride who are living in the bride age of Laodicea they are enjoying spiritual food in due season it is a bridge God always set a bridge to keep unbelievers from enjoying 
the blessings of the believer. So a breach of 48 years, 40 years, 38 years, we are created. In that number of years, all the unbelievers died. Read your Bible. Because of the giants they looked, that changed their confession. But do you know, it was for this reason that Caleb survived. God told Joshua, Joshua became the leader after Moses. The compensation of Caleb was to get additional portion outside of his tribal inheritance. In the land of Canaan. Read your Bible. God told Joshua. Because Caleb had another spirit. When you people get to Canaan. Apart from his tribal inheritance. You must give him extra portion. And that is why. The land that is called Hebron today. Belongs to the children of Caleb. God will always offer bonuses to his believing children. He will always give you handful on purpose like he gave to Ruth. Tonight, turn your eyes upon Jesus. No matter how many giants we have, pretending to be believers. Don't see the giants. They are nothing. They are bread for us. God knowing the importance of looking. Who has a spoken word book? Please, if you have, give me one. Spoken word book. Salmon book, message book. Amen. God knowing the importance of looking. God bless you, my sister. In Numbers chapter 15, Numbers 13, the spies were selected. Numbers 14, the spies went to work and brought reports. And by their reports, they received their judgment. In Numbers 15, God knowing the importance of looking, decided to offer his children something to keep their attention. Numbers 15, verse 37 to 41. God said, from today, when you sew your garment, put fringes at the border of your garment. And on that fringe, put ribbon of blue around it. Anytime you are going, and your eyes caught something, that could change your testimony. Look at that ribbon. It will remind you of the need to look unto me. 
You will agree with me that many a times a lot of you has become slave to immorality because of what you are looking at. On your phones are pornography. Until you change your attention, you can never be delivered. You must repent tonight. Jacob, Jacob, in his deception way of life, before he became Israel, he understood the power of sight. The Bible says, when he wanted to win more cows to himself, when those cows become pregnant, there's a way he will walk on the poplar tree. Watch this. read it. And paint them black and white. And put them in a hot paint or something. And it will make those cows to look at it. It will keep them on it for a long time. And you know what that does? Those cows were bringing babies that were reflecting the colors of that popular That is why some of the things that you keep your attention on, the devil make it harmless in your first conscious. But when you go to sleep, you don't know that all those things Satan had stored it in your subconscious. When you now go to sleep, it will start playing them as dreams for you. And by that, you will become a slave to whatever it is. Change your sight tonight. In the first exodus, something to take their attention. No matter what they say, the only way to be alive is to look at that ribbon of blue. The only way they could be alive is to look at that brazen serpent. God has given us another ribbon The message of the hour. Whatever life makes your sight to see, turn your attention away and look into this. This is an appropriate message. Lean not unto thy own understanding. And it will change you from glory unto glory. Your life will no longer be a wandering. It will be a journey that on a daily basis you will be celebrating progress. I haven't gotten to ginger but I am no longer in Entebbe that means I'm on a journey I haven't gotten to what I want to be but I am not what I used to be so day by day it's a daily celebration of progress from glory to glory may the Lord bless you may the Lord set you may the Lord make you happy may the Lord establish you may the Lord keep you Eyes upon Jesus till the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light 
of his glory and grace shall come to the bride of Christ. God bless you.